0: The Hustle & Faith, this podcast is dedicated to helping you find your trail to a happier, healthier you by discussing topics like self-improvement, business, health and beauty, and random thoughts about life from a Christian perspective. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. Are you enjoying The Hustle & Faith podcast? Regardless of where you listen to Hustle & Faith, if you love this show, please leave us a review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash Faith. Again, that's ratethispodcast.com forward slash hustle and faith. Doing so will help others to discover this show. Thanks again for your support. It is very much appreciated. So today we have the absolute pleasure of speaking with Pamela D. Smith. She is an award winning author, evangelist, brand developer, and devoted wife and mother of three boys. She also just recently published her latest book entitled Blackface. This book focuses on personal development
1: and branding for Christian African-American leaders. Welcome to the show, Pamela. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So why don't you tell the audience about yourself?
1: Okay, well, as you mentioned, I'm a wife, a mom of... Three adult boys. Uh, I'm a granny of two boys. Um, I'm passionate about spiritual and per- personal and professional growth um, because I feel like spiritual, personal, and professional growth growth helps us develop as leaders, mm-hmm. and that way we're able to be more effective. I love to read and write, and I just love to drink lemonade. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know what? Uh, lemonade is
0: a, a vice of mine as well. I love me some strawberry lemonade. So, with oh. you on that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, what motivated you to write this book?
1: I well, my core values are God, faith, prayer family and legacy. And so I wanted to do something that involved my husband and children because they are co-authors of the book. There are sections in it uh, from them. And so I wanted to do something that would outlive us to live into that core value of legacy and something that would make an impact on emerging African-American leaders. And so my husband, he's in the t-shirt business, and he started a t-shirt called Blackface, and so I presented him with the idea of, hey, how you, what do you think about us writing a book, you know, on personal branding and leadership development titled Blackface for African-American Emerging Leaders, Mm -hmm. and he got excited about the idea, and I was like, We'll, you know, talk to the boys and ask them to add some things into it. And so it became a collaborative family project.
0: Oh, my goodness. That is so awesome. I get full transparency. I have not read the book yet, but I was so intrigued with the concept. But that's amazing that you turn this into
1: a family project. I'm curious,
0: how old are your boys?
1: Uh, my boys are 29, 25, and 22. Oh my
0: goodness. That's, that, that is so awesome. So you pretty much have uh, quite a few, uh, you know, different generational type of perspectives in the book too, I'm assuming that. Yes. Yes. It is awesome. Oh my goodness. That's (laughs) really, really cool. So did you, when you thought about writing this book, I know you, you presented it to your husband, Mm -hmm. is it meant to or I'm assuming the, the shop that you have also kind of coincides with the message of the book as well.
1: You said the shop?
0: Yeah, his shop, oh,
1: Blackface. Yes, he does. Right. He does um, t shirts and one of his brand, so to speak, branded t shirts is titled Blackface. Okay. Um, okay. So, yes, the book coincides with that. That is awesome. So, let me ask you this
0: why do you think it's important to cultivate a personal brand?
1: I think it's important for identification, connection, and positioning. Because when you think about how many people are in the world, how many people are doing the exact same things as each other, Mm. and personal branding becomes vital. Because I think personal branding, when we build our personal brands, we're making a statement that resonates with people. And that statement says, this is what's unique about me and the parts of me or my services or my products that are relatable to you. And so that's why I think personal branding is important. Interesting. So when
0: someone is thinking about creating their personal brand, I would love to get a little bit more information. What are some aspects that they should think about including when trying to cultivate a personal brand?
1: One thing with personal branding that I think um, we all have to think about is when I first started hearing the terms branding, mm-hmm. I was always taught oh, website logo colors. Mm-hmm. And in actuality, those brand identifiers are the least of what makes up a personal brand. I think things like um your brand mission, your brand vision, um, your core values of your brand. I think those are the things that we need to think about first when we're cultivating a personal brand, because those are the things that are going to connect you and give you that relatability factors with others. And we know that You have to build, when you're building a personal brand, you have to have the like, no, trust factor. And Mm -hmm. the only way to do that is to cultivate that connection through what your brand vision, mission, your core values are.
0: So true. And I back up everything you say because again, my day job is in marketing. So yes, (laughs) (laughs) everything you said, correct. (laughs) So to piggyback off of that, why do you feel that representation in leadership roles is important
1: because it gives hope um Mm -hmm. when we see someone like us doing a thing then we know that it's possible for us i can't tell you how many african americans i've spoke with or have done business with that will say well we can't do that, or they're not going to let us do that. You know, whatever that means True. for them. Yep. So
0: mm-hmm. I
1: think the representation helps us with the hope factor that hey, I see someone just like me doing this and doing it at this level, so I do have a chance. It's possible for me as well. Yeah,
0: I I completely agree with you on that. And so, do you feel that it's more how should I phrase this, in terms of the representation and leadership roles in relation to your book, are you focusing more maybe so on entrepreneurship or could that also apply to the corporate world?
1: Yes, it applies to both because I'm more or less, although I I still work a corporate job. Okay, Um, okay. And I'm an entrepreneur as well, being an author and a speaker. So I I speak from both perspectives. My husband speaks from both perspectives, from when he was in corporate before he became a full-time um, entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And my children, they speak more from the school, um, social branding, social leadership, and entrepreneurship. So it applies to both. Fantastic. Love that.
0: Love that so much. (laughs) So how does one go about maintaining the balance of demonstrating confidence and humility? Because in where I'm coming from with this question, especially speaking from the corporate world, because like you, I do both. Mm -hmm. um, Sometimes, especially when it's time for like reviews and things of that nature, trying to negotiate for yourself. When you try to demonstrate your value to, you know, your your manager, your boss, whatever, um, sometimes that confidence is upsetting to, towards that person, even though you know your ability to have confidence in your uh capabilities can come across as, you know, ooh, that, that person's being a little arrogant or whatnot. So mm-hmm. hopefully this makes sense, but how do you maintain the balance of demonstrating confidence and yet? humility
1: i think um i think about the scripture where it says it's not by power nor by might but by my spirit said the lord Mm -hmm. i think we have to be confident in the gifts and talents that god has graced us with yet humble enough to know that we can't do anything apart from him and what i mean by that is in a corporate sense You know, we're just not throwing scripture around in the corporate, corporate, but understanding that, hey, I'm confident enough to know these are my results. So here is what I can do. And I stand firmly on that. But yet I'm humble enough to know that there may be rooms of opportunity and I'm willing to embrace that feedback and work on it. So I think that's how we keep it balanced with not having a know-it-all, there's no room to grow type of attitude. Got it, got it.
0: I like that answer too. (laughs) (laughs) So again, both of us are speaking kind of from the corporate world. What are the dangers of relying on the corporate world to help you cultivate leadership skills?
1: Um. I think when we rely on the corporate world um, for our leadership skills, then what we're actually doing is we are placing our development and and pretty much our destiny in someone else's hand Mm -hmm. who may not have a vested interest in seeing us grow or go to the next level. We work for them, but we have to understand that corporate has a vision to, Corporations have a vision to take their company to the next level. They have goals of dominating, you know, in Mm -hmm. their market. So if our personal or professional goals won't benefit them and help them in that way, then they won't be interested in helping us develop, especially black faces.
0: You know, because
1: in corporate, I've seen situations, I've had experiences that were just handled totally different. Mm -hmm. I've expressed interest in learning new things, being mentored and have been told to wait. And then someone just coming into the company, the next thing I know, six months, seven months in, they're already being promoted or Mm -hmm. has this mentorship. So I think we have to know that if it don't benefit, number one, Um, and a lot of times we like to shy away from this is that race is still a factor. (laughs) And then number two, if it does not fit into their bigger picture, then they're really not going to have an interest in helping us develop. And when I say us, I don't mean just black faces, but helping an individual grow and develop.
0: Could not agree with you more. I was just nodding along because I have had each one of those examples you just mentioned happen on more than one occasion. So uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. hence why I had several different side hustles. So <laughs> right <laughs> so you know what? This is a great question to piggyback off of what I just asked you. So, is it more important for black leaders to aim for a seat at the table or to build their own?
1: Hmm. And, you know, I think that comes down to individual goals, individual skills, and what a person is willing to put in. And the reason why that's my opinion on it is because when you think about social media, you see a lot of uh, people kind of promoting the idea of entrepreneurship you need to quit your day job this is what this is how we're living over here we're (laughs) living a good life and so a lot of people don't have the skills for entrepreneurship and so then that becomes a thing of how do I try to get a seat at the table until I can get those skills for entrepreneurship and then you have other people that have those skills. They're ready for entrepreneurship. And that's when it comes down to building a table. So you, each individual person has to know what season they're in. And then I just had people to share with me, I just don't want any part of entrepreneurship because I don't want to have to give up working nine to five and working nine to nine on my own sure. stuff until I get it built to where it wants. You know, a lot of people look at entrepreneurship as time freedom, but I'll be honest to say in the beginning, you don't have that time freedom that everybody talks about and that everybody craves. It can be easier to just go in a nine to five and at five o'clock, you're just done. But with entrepreneurship, until you get your business or your brand to a certain level where you can move from entrepreneurship to small business owner because there's a difference where you have other people helping you and there is no time freedom. So it depends on what season you're in, whether or not you should be trying to get a seat at the table or whether or not you should be trying to build your own. And if you're in a season where you're trying to get a seat at the table, you also have to have discernment to know when it's time to shift. Hmm. Okay.
0: I, I love that answer. And actually, I'm going to follow up with that. In mm-hmm. your opinion, when is the time to, to know? How do, how do you go about knowing when to pivot?
1: I think you know when you've maxed out where you are.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: okay. Now, that is individual because sure. everybody, okay. you know, maxes out at different states. When you've maxed out, when there's no more room to grow and you've been on the side, you know, building your own table on the side, and then Mm -hmm. you realize that, hey, okay, there's no more room for me to grow or elevate here. So now what I can do is I can take these eight hours that I've been putting in over here, and I can put it in, you know, building my own table, and I can see that grow and blossom into what I need it to be within the next six months, one year, three years. So it's just knowing when anytime time you've maxed out in growth and elevation, then it's time to start doing something else.
0: I love that answer so much. Oh my goodness, Pamela, <laughs> you're a wealth of info. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, you are. I'm going to pick your brain some more. Name <laughs> three products or services every leader should invest in, in order to get to the next level.
1: Hmm um of course my favorite being the spiritual personal professional growth mm-hmm. um and continuous education um and that doesn't have to be colleges that could be um podcasts you can listen oh, yeah. to podcasts and learn from it you could read blogs um mm-hmm. things like that and i think coaching and mentorship um okay i don't think that you necessarily have to. Um, Some people feel like you have to always have a coach, Um, but I do believe that there are seasons where you'll need to get a coach, maybe work with a coach six months, one year, whatever, wherever it is you're trying to get to. And then when you hit another point where it's time to grow some more, go back and get you a coach or mentor. So the growth, continuous education, coaching and mentorship. You know, that's, that's interesting that you said the
0: coaching and mentorship. What do you look for in a coach? What should someone look for?
1: I look for, I look at my goal. What is my goal with this coach? What would I like to achieve while working with this coach? Mm-hmm. And I look for results. Has this coach been able to do this? And mm-hmm. then let me see the case studies <laughs> Because I've been burnt. Oh yeah, <laughs> with hiring people, sure, that have told me that they could do X, Y, Z, and so, when it came down to it, so I, I asked for case case studies or results of working with someone whose goals were the exact same of mine or pretty similar. I've also made the personal mistake, and this wasn't on the coaches, to where I saw a coach getting results. But they weren't the results that I was looking for. But just because I saw results, I worked with that coach and didn't get what I needed, which, again, that was on me. So I think you have to be specific about what it is that that coach is doing, because sometimes... There are some basic things that a person can teach you that may apply to no matter what industry you're in. But then there are some next level things that are specific and niche down. So I think you have to look at can they get me these specific goals as an author? Mm -hmm. Do you have results with working with other authors?
0: I like that. I like that. And that's definitely, so again, just to kind of like summarize what you are saying is, you know, focus on the tangible results that that person has mm-hmm. and see if they align with yours. Yeah. I, and I know wow. what you mean, because I've been burned in the past before too, by people that <laughs> they could do stuff. And I'm like, really? Right. <laughs> you know, the math is not mathing here. So, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. oh my goodness. So, yeah, I love that. I just wanted, that's why I wanted to ask that question. Because I, I you know, I want to make sure people go out there and know what kind of coach they should be looking for if they're going to go that, that route, so.
1: <laughs> yes, and, and and again, look for the results and not the, a, a lot of people are hung up on the lifestyle marketing. So, look, for the, mm-hmm. look for, like you said, the tangible results and not what they're able to buy as a result of having a business. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly if you
0: had to choose one word to represent your goals for this year,
1: what would it be and why? It would be structure. (laughs) Because peace has to be a priority and I've made it a priority. Um, The reason why in the past I've kind of oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing that, I'm doing that. And it has led to overwhelm, it has led to burnout. Mm -hmm. And so this year it has to be structured and I've narrowed down what it is that I am doing because I am in corporate. So I have to remind myself of that. That's a big piece of my time. Mm -hmm. So there's only so much I can do with the rest of my time and still balance, you know, being a wife and time with husband and family. So it's definitely structure and not being afraid to say, I can no longer serve you in that way, or I can no longer help you with that and not doing like I've done in the past because I can do it. And people ask me to do it, going ahead on and doing it at the price of peace. So true. Yeah.
0: Peace is all, peace is all, uh, it's very at the forefront for me as well. And I keep reminding myself and others that no is a complete sentence. Like Problem. it's, it's <laughs> a complete, it. <laughs> it is a complete sentence. So if your goals and mine do not align, you ask me to say, you know, to do something and I, you know, I have no problems. I've gotten much better at saying the word no, because that's the only way you can preserve your
1: peace, right? It is, it is. And I think the thing that kind of hangs hang us up as christians is because and people will even use this against you they'll make you feel like you're not being godly if or mm-hmm. if you're not doing things or even because they have a scripture attached to it or because it's something related to a church activity or yeah. a spiritual function they feel like you need to be a part of it but that's not always true
0: you have to be holy spirit led exactly and i'm very quick to point out you know there were times where jesus didn't even respond back right <laughs> on the ground and um what was it the uh the woman oh my goodness he said he who sin cast the first stone you know what i'm yeah. talking about that verse? he
1: who is without sin cast the first exactly. stone he,
0: uh-huh. he, he, he he he's he literally said that after mm-hmm. ignoring those folks a couple times
1: mm-hmm. you exactly. know, and then I always
0: remind people, because if I need to channel that, Jesus, too, the one with the flipping, the, you know, <laughs> everyone wants to, to picture like, the, oh, the peaceful. And yes, he was. But there were times where he got angry. There, That's the whole reason wow. there's the verse, be ye angry and sin not. So I don't let people try to guilt me into things. And if uh-huh. they go that route, I know for a fact that something's up and it's not meant for me to be, you know Amen. what I mean? Exactly. Like, you shouldn't have to guilt people into it again no is a complete sentence and i plan on saying a lot of that in 2023
1: <laughs> i love that no is a complete sentence cuz <laughs> it is
0: it is it literally is you know so so you know folks should not be surprised when they hear that from me <laughs> <Right. laughs> cuz i got a lot i want to accomplish and there's only so much time in a day we all have 24 hours how we spend it is you know up to us so that's right, that's right. Yeah, so last but not least, what's the best piece of advice that you have for aspiring leaders?
1: To be self-aware. Because when we know where our strength lies and where our areas of opportunities are, then we are setting ourselves up for growth, development, and going to the next level. Um, I think when we know the areas that we're strong in, in the areas that there may be opportunity in, in our lives, then we can create a plan to maximize on our strengths and then to get help with those areas of opportunity so that we can go to our next level. I love that so much.
0: Well, Pamela, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.
0: And another thing, if folks want to connect with you, how can they go about doing so?
1: My website, www.pameladesmith.net, Instagram at Pamela D. Smith, the number one, and Facebook, you can search me by Pamela D. Smith.
0: Fantastic. And just so everyone knows, this information is also going to be on my website and in the show notes as well. Once again, Pamela, thank you so much for coming on to the show. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. I appreciate your time and having
0: For more of our conversation, stick around for behind the scenes. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy listening to Hustle and Faith and would like to support the show, please consider sharing it with your friends, rate or leave a review, donate, or make a purchase at Starring You Crew, our fitness apparel shop. Remember, if you're everything to everyone, then you risk being no one. You never know who you will inspire. See you in the next episode. What how did you come up with the book name Blackface? I was
1: curious. Okay. Um, like I said, my husband has a t-shirt called Blackface. Yeah. And two years ago, his uh, childhood friend passed away, like sudden heart attack. Mm-hmm. And he had really, really dark skin and they would call him black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so uh, my husband sometimes would say, you know, when he would tease with him with that black face. <laughs> and so he would always say things. He would always joke and say things like, well, they, they won't let me do this because I'm black. You know, I got this black face or whatever. And so the T-shirt came about as a memory, um of him. And so since my husband had the T-shirt, I wanted to do the book, you know, just kind of affirming to black people what we really can do because mm-hmm. he had this thing in his mind that, well, you know, they like light-skinned people, <laughs> they like white people. Mm. Um, I can't do that because... I'm black, I'm black. So it was a way to let black people know the beauty of our color and that we're just as capable to be leading in spaces that others are leading. I and, love that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Yeah, I, I was curious. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know if I should throw that in as a question or not, but I'm definitely going to include that. So okay. yeah, I, I love, good. and the one of the reasons why I was asking is because sometimes you hear that, that term, blackface, mm-hmm. and I understand, you know, I, I understand how you're using it.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: sometimes it has a negative connotation to it, right? Because exactly. when you hear it many times, it's not always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's not always a positive association, Uh, quite a few celebrities have gotten in trouble, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. That's why I was curious, I was like, hmm, let me just ask, so I I love explaining
1: that so much, yeah, I really do. You're welcome, and that's one of the things we do in the introduction of the book, we explain how we're using it, and how it's been used in the past, Mm -hmm. but we're here to shed a different light on that term, and you know, to bring some
0: goodness out of it. So yes, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I'm going to add your book to my list of my growing list of books I need to read. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a good thing, though, and that is why yeah. I need to learn how to say no because I need yeah. more time to read my books. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>